Today, again, I know Pastor Rowley is in the back translating, and also there's many that listen to us on the internet. So I, I, I'm going to remind you probably almost every Sunday that I repeat scriptures, and I, I, I might say some things that seem obvious, and, and so don't go, now why is he saying that? And so that they can hear and understand, and they can't see pictures. I mean, we're not live like that. We're just only audio. Today is a day to claim Psalms 127.3 and understanding that children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. They're a reward from Him. And today we're going to have parents that are going to dedicate their children. We call it dedication. I'm going to talk a little bit about that so we have a little bit more understanding what that means. But, you know, this is it. Children are a gift from God. Eleanor, Heather, our two daughters, a gift from God. Our two grandchildren, Duncan, Gage, a gift from God. Oh, my, my, my. It's so awesome to even think that God knew us before we were even put into the womb. I mean, do you ever think about something like that? Luke 2.40 says this, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with the wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, this scripture is specifically talking about Jesus, but this scripture is for all of our children. This scripture is God's desire that they grow, and they grow, grow, they grow strong in their spirit, and that they're filled with the wisdom of God, and that the grace of God comes upon them. That's God's desire for every one of our children, that we would grow. You know, and it, 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 it takes an intentionality, if you will, on the parents' part, on the grandparents' part, on the family's part. And we know all of this, but as we look at Scripture, we claim these things. We know God desires us, so we claim them, that our children would grow. They would grow strong in spirit and loving God and knowing Jesus. So we begin this story like this. God's given us a precious gift. But, you know, sometimes every day is not like a, a big parade day, right? Who here has ever had a child act up or do something? Okay. Who here has ever wanted to give their children back? No, don't, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, too many hands. <laughs> no, but, but it's reality. Why do I speak these things? You know, it is reality. But, you know, the more we understand the dynamic of, of our children being a gift from God and the more we understand that we really have a daily dependence for him to be with us. It's when we try to do it all alone that you'll find yourself starting to fade from understanding how do I get my, my son or my daughter to understand our firstborn Eleanor constantly. Eleanor! How do I get you to understand? Now, she didn't grow up in a Christian home. So trying to even even grow them, uh, Heather and Eleanor, up, being outside of Christ, being outside of church, being outside of a Christian home, it, it was a battle. They have a free will. I mean, it seems like by the time they're one, they, they just want to do everything they can in their power to make you go, you know, get out of my life or I'm going to control you. We need to ask God for wisdom, for guidance, for strength as parents. These things we ask, we have not because we ask not. There's those days we take that deep breath and we go, all right, God, I need your help. I need your help. 
Help me to know what to speak into my child's life. Help me, help me. Give me wisdom. Give me guidance. Give me, give me patience. This we know also. I speak this often because I believe it to be so true. Your child is here, not by happenstance. Isn't this crazy that God would purpose a time such as this, not only for all of our lives, but for the very child that you have that God has given you as a gift? Now think about this, that this is the time, the season, the year, the day, the moment. Now come on, don't, don't dismiss that. Today's the day that God chose to have your child in this place, in this world. And there is a purpose God has put within place. And God desires that we help and we guide and we direct the children toward that purpose. Now, child dedication is a time for us to publicly thank God for our child. I was mentioning that earlier. It's a, it's a time to publicly say, I want to dedicate my child to God. You know, you know what? I, I really believe this. I mean, I, I don't know your heart, but I really believe this. Those here that are going to dedicate your child today, you've already done it. Do you understand what I mean? In a sense, in your heart, you just, just your desire to do that, you've already done it. But, but there's just something about putting action to faith. There's something about putting action to belief. That you say that I believe that this is God's body. You say that I believe that God hears us. And when you bring your child forward, you're not only just within your heart saying, God, I dedicate my child to you, but it becomes reality. We take a spiritual reality from in our heart that says, I want to dedicate my, my baby, my child. And we bring it into a physical reality, into, into the body that says, hey, be with me on this. Pray for me. My children are a part of you guys, too, to help direct, guide, and to pray for. Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. I'm not going to give a lot of examples of, of the dedication of children, but of course, I mean, like this one's a big one, <laughs> right? The Bible tells us in Le- Leviticus 12.3 that the the Jewish law required parents to bring their boys to be circumcised on the eighth day after their birth. And and literally, Joseph and Mary were obedient. I mean, you might say, well, it was a law. They had to do it. It was was still within their heart. And they were obedient to bring Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to, to, again, do what I just said. Now, not only was it the law of those days, but it also was a time to say, look, you know, this child kind of like is on loan from God. And God and God alone gave this child to us, and we want to dedicate them to the Lord publicly. Um, you, you might say there's some accountability in that also, right? There's some accountability that says, you know, when we put something in front of other people, especially the body of Christ, you know, it, that says, um, you know, I'm serious about this. Please be serious about this too with me. Child dedication is not a sacrament, meaning it's not, it's not like communion, it's not like baptism. It's, it's not an, an act that's done out of obedience or out of commandment or out of, out, of, um, out of a corporate setting that says these are things we do um, that we're commanded to do. Child dedication does not impart salvation. And I wanted to mention that because, because it doesn't. Um, child de- dedication is, sim- is simply that. It's not simply, but it is simply that. It's dedicating our children to the Lord. It, it's not a form of baptism. It's not a form of salvation. 
Salvation only comes to a child through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's, it can't be transposed. It can't be given. It can't be certified. It can't be certificated. Certificated. Is that a word? Certificated? Certified is good enough. Yes, okay. Can't be that. According to Acts 8.12, believers are to be baptized. Therefore, we do not baptize, and we don't here at Four Corners baptize people unless they've repented of their sin. And that's something that happens internally, but also it's spoken. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. There's a confession that's made. There's a belief that happens in the heart, just like dedicating a child. There's a belief that happens into the heart. And a, conf- a confession that's made, which is physical. Baptism is a symbol that you have a new life in Christ. It tells others that you believe in Christ. I, I, I love this illustration. We probably have heard it many, many times. But it is like a wedding ring. Trish and I have been married over 42 years. And I don't have to have my ring on to prove that to you. Right? But when I had my ring on, even if you know me or don't know me, immediately, even if you don't know me, you know that I belong to someone, that I'm married. It's a symbol. Just that's what baptism is, a symbol. So we're not talking about baptism being in a form of dedication. Mark 10, 13 says this, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. Now pay attention to this. Watch this, watch this. Watch what God's saying here. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. For the children or for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Now that's a thought. You know, if you're sitting here this morning wondering about salvation, wondering about, well, how do I receive the, the kingdom of God? Well, you know, bottom line is you got to put it all aside. You've got to become just like a child. The children, I, I think most that, were, that will be brought up this morning, um, like, you know, they don't live alone. They're not on their own. They don't fend for themselves. They have, a, they, they have a mom, a dad, a caretaker, guardian, right? And the bottom line is when we look at the, this, this scripture right here, Um, I mean, it's kind of too deep to go too much right now this morning. But the bottom line is, kids in these days especially were seen but not heard. So the disciples, in a sense, kind of were doing what you did in these times. You you know, you didn't bring children to the forefront. You didn't, you you know, again, they were seen but not heard. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in and he goes against everything that, that they think and know. And just says, no, 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 come on, let the kids come forward. Let these little children come forward. Because if you don't have a heart such as these, you'll never see me. You'll do, you'll do things, you'll go to church, you'll have a, a, just this religious thing going on, and you'll even be spiritual. But unless you become like this little child, you'll never see me. You'll never know who I am. I want to show a paraphrase. I don't do this often, but I want to show this paraphrase right here. It's out of the message. It says this, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like a child, like children, you're not even going to get to look at the kingdom, let alone get in. 
Whoever becomes simple and elemental, again, like this child, will rank high in God's kingdom. What's more, when you receive the child on my account, it's the same as receiving me. There's something about how this is paraphrased. I'm telling you once and for all. Parent declaration. Parent declaration number one, I will treasure my child as a gift from God. On loan to me. Psalm 127.3 says this. Behold, children are a gift from the Lord. Parent declaration number two. I will teach my children of God's love and of his gift of eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. God requires Christian parents to teach their children in the ways of the Lord. God's will is for every child to know, believe in, love, respect, and serve Jesus as Lord all the days of their life. That's God's desire. It doesn't happen automatically. They're put into our care. Children watch us more than we think they do, right? The apple doesn't far, far, fall far from the tree. You want some more sayings? I, you know. Children are watchful. They got a heart that looks and sees. And am I hearing Aurora in the background? Is that Aurora? I love it. We were singing and she was singing right along. I don't know if you heard her, but I did. I'm just going, yes, I love it. She was on, she was in beat and everything. It's awesome. That was amen in case you want to know. I'm telling you. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. That's kind of a serious thing right there. It's a commandment. A commandment. God commands us to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Have you ever wondered about that? Have you ever wondered, uh, you know, God's commanding us to do that? So did you ever just stop and go, oh, well, well, I got to do that. Now, come on, you with me? Well, I have to do that. It's a commandment. So I have to do that, right? And then, and then for about three seconds I go, but I can't. How can I do that? I can't do that. I'm a part of this world that constantly is trying to take me down. I'm a part of this world that's trying to, 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 to influence me to go against God. But by the power of God and by his word and by his spirit, you know what? We can do that. We can love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's a choice. It really is. And it's a commandment. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. We're declaring today, parents, guardians, godparents, church, we're declaring today, impress them on your children. What? His word. His statues. His desires for our life. Impress them. Put them upon The Word of God sometimes, I think, loses a little bit in English translation because it means so much more. Put them upon, impress them, teach them, show them. Parent declaration number three, I will give grace to my child as grace has been given to me. Did I hear it? Amen. I will give grace. Anyone ever struggle with that? No, I mean, really, it can be. It can be hard. 
Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Are we understanding these scriptures? Bring them up. Train them up. Show them. Be an example. Impress God's word on them. Grace means favor or goodwill. We are accepted into heaven by grace, not because we're good enough. For by grace we are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works. Lest no man shall boast. No man, no man, no woman, no child could enter into the kingdom of heaven on our own, but only by the grace of God. Parent declaration number four, I will forgive my child as I have been forgiven. Now, I know this might be a little bit easier. Grace might come hard sometimes when, when you're bringing up children. And I know forgiveness would, would, if you will, might be a little bit easier. But, but, but here's what I wanted to point out today. I will forgive my child as I have been forgiven is this, Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. We remember how we have been forgiven. And I know when a child's done something 50,000 times and you've told them no, all you have to do is remember how many times God has told us to stop and we told him no. Children need discipline, guidance, and boundaries. I want to hear amen there. Sometimes we lack even that, so don't, parents. But they need them. But it doesn't mean to be fierce or permissive. It means be slow to anger. And that remember you're on a journey. You're given a child from God and a journey. That each and every day you train them up. You bring them up. You pray for them. You seek God's wisdom and counsel. It's important also to remember that we, we worship a God of second chances. Parent declaration number five, I will accept responsibility for helping my child discover his or her God-given purpose in life. One quick note. This is hard to do if we don't know our own. Don't, don't take that as a, like a bad thing. Don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not a condescending thing going on here. I will accept responsibility for helping my child discover his or her God-given purpose in life. Well, God wants us to know ours. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. For you're created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139, 13. The most powerful tool we have is prayer. I don't want you to raise your hand. I ask you all the time, raise your hand. You know, I want you to be interactive because I think that's a part of being a believer and believing. But prayer really is a tool that God's given us. Now, I don't know why I'd call it a tool. Maybe because they did or this did. And as I'm first thinking about prayer, I think about Going to that place, that quiet place, where you put distractions away and, and you, you petition God. You speak to Him. You ask Him. 
You claim Scripture. You believe His promises. It's the most powerful thing God, God has given us, and really it's not a tool. It's a way of communicating to a God that's already there within our heart that wants to listen and desires to hear and respond. So parent declaration. I'm going to have, if you're here today, you're a parent, guardian, and and you are um, going to dedicate your child today, I'm going to ask you to come up front right here. So we'll do that right now. Bring your, ch- bring, bring your child or children up. And you can just be right here in the front, kind of like a, right in the row right here. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just, hi, Aurora. Hi, oh my goodness. I know, I see you. Oh my goodness. Um, Miss, he- oh, let me see. We should still be. I'm going to have you introduce yourselves and your child. Aurora can speak for herself, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you would, and then we're going to have a time of declaration. Literally, the words will be on the screen so you guys can uh, turn. Uh, you and your worship uh, guides that were handed, the, the words are actually on the worship guide if you want to follow along. All right, but, you, but when we're ready, you can just turn and you can actually read right off the screen, okay? So would you introduce your family and your child and... That'd be awesome. Good morning. My name is Farah Samdi, and this is my beautiful husband, (laughs) Lervnil Samdi, and this is our son, Nehemiah Levi Samdi. Thank you. Hello, I'm Tammy, and this is Kayanna, and I am currently a single mom, so this is my family, and I have various village people in the audience with my other children. <laughs> I'm Jesse, and this is Vicki and our daughter Aurora Monday. You, you may have heard her a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Aurora, do you have anything you'd like to say? I'm just curious. Okay. I. Uh, she, I, you know what she was thinking? I can't believe you're giving me this opportunity to speak. Well, if we'll just slightly turn toward the screen, this is our declaration that the parents are giving today. Congregation will have a, a chance or an opportunity to respond at the end, okay? Declaration number one. I'd like for you all to literally declare this. We're going to speak it. I'll start it, but you guys continue, okay? So, declaration number one. I will... Declaration number two, I will. Number three, I will. Number four, I will. Number five, I will.
and congregation, this is our declaration for these children and families today. Let's say this together. We will treasure, teach, give grace, forgive, and accept responsibility for helping the children God sends our way to live and discover their God-given purpose. That's what, there you say, I'm I'm telling you right there. Uh, You want to mute me just one moment? Personal dedication. You didn't know we were going to get in on this today. I'm going to go fairly quick on this because really it's kind of going through the same that we've already spoken. But I do want to encourage you today that maybe today is a day of personal dedication. Maybe today is a day that you find yourself here at church, you find yourself among the body of Christ, and you just go, you know what? Today's the day that I want to make public my dedication to God. And I know sometimes, I mean, I remember what it's like uh, from the day I was a born-again believer to many, many years now, um, times such as this. I remember, especially early on in, in my walk with Christ, there would be a pastor that'd have a moment to say, okay, if today's the day you want to personally dedicate yourself before I make it public, and I know the heart flutters, you know, you start to be, oh, wait a minute, is that me? Is that not me? And I, I, I know I get it, but I am going to give an opportunity. If you're here this morning and you say, you know what, I, I do believe, and, and I'm, I want to come forward. I want the church to pray for me. I want, I want them to see that I want to dedicate my life or rededicate my life to Christ today. I'm going to give that opportunity. Because we're children of God. Why would we not? So here we go. Beloved, I pray, this is uh, found in 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren, I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I have no greater joy than when I hear my children, no greater joy, walk in truth. So personal declaration number one, I will treasure my life as a gift from God on loan to me. It's personal. I will treasure the life that God has given me. Psalm 127.3, behold, children are a gift from the Lord. You are a gift from the Lord. You are a gift from the Lord. Every adult in this room is a child of God. Personal declaration number two, I have received God's love and his gift of eternal life through his son, Jesus, and I will love, respect, and serve him with my life. I want to declare that today. I want to declare that before you, God. I want to declare that before you, church. I have received God's love and his gift of eternal life. I want to declare it. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are upon your hearts. God put them there. It's not something we can put there. He put them there. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, impress them on your children or impress them in your home or impress them in in you, in me. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk and when you lie down. Every day, every moment, every time, every circumstance, put God first. 
declare that. And I know we'll fade from that. I know, I know things will try to take us away. I, I'm not claiming that. I'm not speaking it into the air. And oh my goodness, it's going to happen. It's reality. But declare. You stand before God and declare. This is what I declare. That these things I want to do in my life. No matter where I'm at and what I'm doing. I want to put your word first in my life. Personal declaration number three, I will give grace to others just as grace has been given to me. Hebrews twelve fourteen says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Look carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by, his, and by this many become defiled. If you have a phone and you can take a picture, snapshot that. Well, Pastor Tony, we're in the middle of a sermon. No, if you have a phone and you can take a picture, snapshot that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think sometimes I fade from this a little bit. I, you know I'm transparent. I'm just being transparent. But this is like God speaking. God, God has given this to us this morning, Hebrews 12, for us to take seriously. To I mean, it's like, you know, just because it's coming out of my mouth and your eyes are reading it, it's God speaking to us. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. We want to see God. We want him in our life. We want to interact. We want, we want, we want him to guide and direct and give us wisdom. Wisdom. We need to pursue it. It, it. God's not going to impose himself on us. Now, he might discipline us, and he might trip us up once in a while, right? But I'm telling you, he wants us to pursue peace with all people. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness. This is right here. Listen. This is what stops us from seeing God. This is, this is I, I, I want to be careful. I'm just going to say it. This is what would stop anyone from declaring this morning personally the declaration we're fixing to do right there. If you have root of bitterness or you have things in you that go, oh, no, I can't, I can't declare such a thing because, you know, I just, you don't understand, Pastor Tony. But God does understand. Uh, personal declaration number four, I will forgive others as I have been forgiven. Anyone need to forgive anyone this morning? God says forgive. Don't, don't be stuck in a life that can't hear from God in that area of your life. Don't, don't declare. There's something about saying, I will forgive. Forgive just as you've forgiven me. And you put it to action, which means you do. I mean, you really do. And you do it. You go to the person or whatever the case may be. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Everyone uh, read this with me. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Okay, grown-ups, big people. We all need discipline, guidance, and boundaries. Huh? Okay, enough said. We're, we're big people. Okay. 
Personal declaration number five, I will accept responsibility for helping others discover his or her God-given purpose in my life. This is a declaration because when we start helping others, guess what? We, we stop looking at ourselves so much. And that's God's design. God came to serve and not be served. Why? To show us the glory of God, to be a perfect example, to put within us a desire. As I serve you, I forget so much about me. I do. I mean, in Christ, as I serve you in Christ. And the same goes for you. All right. Here's the opportunity. If you're in this room, and this morning you want to declare, you literally want to stand before your church, and you want to say, I declare these things. I declare them before God. I declare them publicly. I declare them because it's within my heart to say, you know what? I'm a child of God, and, and you have me, God, to declare these things, to move on, and whatever it might be in your life. It doesn't mean that you, that, you, that you have these big things going on, although most probably do. And it doesn't mean that, that you're anything but willing to make a stand and go, I declare these things. So that's my invitation. Um, I don't have anyone to play music right now. I don't. It's just simply, if you want to come forward, just like we brought our children forward this morning, and you want to make a declaration, I'm going to have you do the same thing. I'm going to have you turn and just read these declarations. So that would be the time. You can come forward if you like. I know God takes very seriously when we put to action anything, when we publicly take us and we go here. He really, really does. There's something about putting to feet what we know in our heart and declaring that openly. Does anyone else like to come forward? I am going to give, I am going to speak this. I don't know, uh, what did you say, Lucy? Or, oh, oh sorry, what did you say? Well, uh, she said it should be the whole church. But it doesn't mean the whole church would want to declare that. But I will because of that. Because cause I believe in the body and I believe hearing and I do, and I'm trying to be sensitive. Even if you're right now in the congregation and you know that in your heart, like I know, right, coming up would be hard. Yep, I got it. Thank you for that word. So even if you want to stand where you're at, I, I invite you to stand. You don't have to stand just because. It's, it's not what it's about. But if you want to stand where you're at and make this declaration, please do so now. We're going to declare these things together. I'm going to declare these things with you. I, I, that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I don't know how to, else to say it. If you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor Tony, I... I don't know, there's something stirring in my heart. I remember that day well, so many years ago. And many of you in this room remember that day too. All of a sudden, your heart is going, there's a God. <laughs> he's, he's real. And I, I've heard about Jesus, that for God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son, that whoever shall believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There is a God. 
And he tells me and is telling me it's true. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that's everyone in this room. And God reveals that to our hearts. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. I don't know how many times you might have heard that in your life. But maybe this morning, just there's, there's a reality to it. You know you fall short of God's glory, and you know and you believe, because God has put it within you, that Christ died on your behalf. As crazy as that seems, you know it's true. So maybe this morning is the morning that you would repent of your sin. The Bible says repent. It means, it just really does, it means to turn. It means to to turn from living our life our way and putting our trust into our way and our way of living and what we can do and turning and putting our trust in what Christ did for us. We sang songs this morning. I never really know what they are until Heather sends them to me, but oh man, spot on. God is always spot on. But I do believe and I do sing Hosanna for he is risen. There's those in this room that know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's those in this room that need God's grace. So we're going to pray. And if that's you, if God is stirring your heart up and you know when Jesus said in, in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, through him, through Christ. If that's you this morning, repent and believe. Father God, we thank you for the very salvation you bring, Lord. And I pray that if there's one person in this room, which surely there is, I mean, only you know, but actually they know too. So, Father, we pause and we ask that you would continue to work in that person's life. And if that's you right now before God, repent. Tell God you're sorry for your sin because that's what he's putting on your heart. You want to turn from living life your way. And when you want to put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe. You believe. You believe. He's telling you it's true. God's speaking to you. And he's telling you it's true. And even now you receive his salvation. With your eyes still closed, I don't do this too often, but I'm going to do it this morning. With your eyes still closed, if you... Ask Christ to be your Savior this morning. I'm going to ask you as a testimony. There's no one looking but me to raise your hand so I can pray with you. Is there anyone this morning that say, Pastor Tony? Okay, I see you. Is there anyone else? Pastor Tony, I, I ask Christ to be my Savior. He put it on my heart that I'm a sinner separated from him, but no longer I'm saved. I put my trust in him. Any, okay, anyone else? I see you. If you're a believer in this room, be praying. God is good. I see you. I see you. Father, by your grace and your mercy, by your grace and your mercy, as a church body, I pray we'll be diligent to pray for those that you brought this morning that have put their trust in you. We declare Four Corners Baptist Church your church, for this moment, to your glory, in Jesus' name.
Amen. If I could have the ushers come forward, please. We're going to receive our offering this morning.